I do have a few quick announcements to offer. Um, first of all, we do have an offering basket in the back where you picked up your bulletins, and we do have an online giving option, a QR code, or you can visit the church website if you would like to help contribute to the ministries of our church, both here locally and around the world as part of a larger denomination. But we appreciate your gifts and the ways that you allow us to continue to do God's kingdom work. Also, we are looking for volunteers. We are in need of greeters, liturgists, children's moments volunteers, or refreshments after the worship service. If you'd be interested in serving in any of those ways, we do have a clipboard on the back music stand next to the bulletins, and you can pick a date. Of course, if you have questions about what those uh, positions entail, please feel free to talk to me after the service. Our greeters, as it sounds like, stand and greet as you come into the sanctuary. Our liturgists will serve in the way that Zach is today. And of course, children's moments and refreshments, I can explain those more as well. We also have a new volunteer opportunity. As you may notice each week, especially those who are joining us online, Mr. Mark Light usually sits in the back and he is not just back there playing on his laptop the whole time. He is actually doing a job back there for us with our social media connections, our Facebook Live and YouTube streaming services. So if you're online and you're checking in or asking questions, he's keeping track of those things, offering responses, and just allowing us to be engaged with our online church community as well. And sometimes, Mark can't be at church. And so he would love to have volunteers. He's happy to train any one who might have an, have an interest in periodically serving in that way. Today he is doing it remotely, but again, to give him a little bit of freedom and to offer this opportunity to more, more folks, please let me know if you have any interest. And I also want to share with you some terrific ministry opportunities that are happening this month. Uh, we did yesterday, Pastor Ruth had her first advanced care planning workshop and it was a wonderful opportunity. We had great attendance, great information shared, and there will be another opportunity on October 21st to attend the next workshop. These are independent. You don't have to come to everyone. Just pick one. So if you are interested in attending on October 21st, or if you have any questions, you can see Pastor Ruth after the service. On October 26th, we will have our second annual trunk or treat right out here in the church parking lot. This will be during the community trick or treat time. So we do have some volunteers who will be reaching out soon, looking for folks to sign up for a parking spot. You bring your car, open up the tail end of it and decorate it, come in costume and we pass out candy to the neighborhood kids. Last year we had well over 500 people come through for candy. So it's a wonderful night, very fun, and a great outreach opportunity. Finally, this evening, tonight at five o'clock is our trivia night. Supper will be provided. There will also be childcare provided. So please come, enjoy a time of fellowship and dinner with one another. And then after that, we'll join together for a um, fun and friendly competition, and we'll see who walks away a winner this time. So tonight at five o'clock. Now friends, as we enter into this time of worship, it is my prayer that God will open our hearts and speak to us today. So I invite you, will you join me in an attitude of worship?
Please stand as you are able and join me in the call to worship. God is a God who calls. We have gathered to worship and to hear that call. God is a God who equips. We are here to worship and to be shaped into the body of Christ. God is a God who sends. Let us worship God together. Amen. And please remain standing as we sing hymn number 2009 in the Black Faith We Sing hymnal, or you can follow along on the screen. may be seated. Our first scripture reading today comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verses 14b through 15. You can find this in your pew Bible on page 937, and I will be reading from the Common English Bible. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were either cold or hot. The word of the Lord for the people of God.
this time, I'd like to invite our children forward as Miss Wendy shares our children's message. from school yeah yeah sometimes we have to be absent from school right because we're sick or stuff like that has anybody here ever forgot their homework forgot to do homework nobody oh thank you for being truthful <laughs> what happens when we forget to do homework yeah. So sometimes when we forget to do things, we have to explain to people why we forgot, right? So if we're absent or if we maybe forget our homework, sometimes our parents have to write us something that's called an excuse, right? Have you ever taken a note into school that said like, Ada couldn't come to school yesterday because she had the flu or had a doctor's appointment, right? Very good. Well, sometimes our excuses are really good excuses, like we're sick, right? But sometimes teachers get crazy excuses from students. And I've got a few of those here I thought we would read and see if we thought they were a good excuse or a crazy excuse, okay? This one says, please excuse Josh from being absent. I forgot to wake him up and did not find him until I started making beds. By then it was too late for him to go to school. What do you think? Good excuse? That's not a good excuse. All right, let's try another one. This one says, I'm sorry I didn't bring my homework. My mom said it was so good she wanted to hang it on the refrigerator. What do you think about that one? No. no. Maybe afterward, right? She could hang it on the fridge. Okay, this one says, please excuse Tim from being absent from school yesterday. He was abducted by aliens. No. I think that's probably what your teacher would say, right? This one says, sorry I didn't do my homework yesterday. My hand fell asleep and I didn't want to wake it up. No. <laughs> How about one more? This one says, please excuse Mary from school yesterday. We thought it was Sunday. What do you think? No. Okay. Well, you know what? Making excuses is nothing new. Even when Jesus was, was bringing followers to him, guess what? People made excuses. Like Jesus said, please follow me. Come follow me. And guess what? Some people made excuses. One person said, first I have to go bury my father. Now that sounds like a pretty good excuse, don't you think? No. You don't think so? I thought it sounded like a pretty good excuse. But Jesus said, no, because we don't even know if, that, if the, the guy's father was dead. Maybe he was, maybe he was just older, and he, he said, I'll follow you after my father's gone. We don't know when that might be. And another one said, I will follow you, but I need to go say goodbye to my family first. What do you guys think? Would you want to say goodbye to your family? I thought that was a really good excuse. I would want to say goodbye to my family. But guess what Jesus says? He says, following me 
is more important than any of those things because this is about us being with him forever in heaven and nothing is more important than that, right? So can you guys say a prayer with me? Dear God, when you call us, please let me follow and not make excuses. Amen. Thank you. Our second scripture reading today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 1 through 6 and 57 through 62. You can follow along in the Pew Bible on page 789 or on the screen, and I will again be reading from the Common English Bible. Jesus called the twelve together, and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to heal sicknesses. He sent them out to proclaim God's kingdom and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey. No walking stick, no bag, no bread, no money, not even an extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, remain there until you leave that place. Wherever they don't welcome you, as you leave that city, shake the dust off, off your feet as a witness against them. They departed and went through the villages, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. And now 57 through 62. As Jesus and his disciples traveled along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and the birds in the sky have nests, but the human one has no place to lay his head. Then Jesus said to someone else, Follow me. He replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and spread the news of God's kingdom. Someone else said to Jesus, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say goodbye to those in my house. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand on the plow and looks back is fit for God's kingdom. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Today we are wrapping up our sermon series based on a study of Pastor Kyle Eidelman's book entitled Not a Fan. For several weeks now, we have been considering what it means to live as a fully committed follower of Jesus Christ. So as I was preparing the bulletin this week, I thought it was only fitting to finish with a hymn that really speaks to the essence of this study. So I wanted to share with you today the lyrics of hymn number 54, and our choir was gracious enough to let me off the hook from singing it. They're going to sing this hymn for you, and I just want you to sit back and really take in these lyrics, okay? Choir.
Wasn't that beautiful? Thank you. Some of you are smiling. Others, I'm not sure you caught on. It is actually called, I surrender all. All to Jesus, I surrender. I surrender all. But you know, I have to wonder if maybe these lyrics might actually be a little more accurate for at least some of us. Because the truth is, this call that Jesus has issued to us, it is far from easy. In fact, it is not convenient and it is not comfortable. It will require surrender. It will require sacrifice. It will require all of us. That's what Jesus was trying to explain to three hopeful followers in our gospel reading today. He had made it clear to his disciples from the very beginning that following him would not be an easy task. He sent them out to serve and to teach with this instruction. He said, take nothing with you for the journey. Not a walking stick, not a bag, no food or money, not even a change of clothes. And so when he meets these three men further down in the chapter of Luke's gospel, he issues them the very same call with the very same expectation. The first man, he approaches Jesus and he says, I will follow you wherever you go. I will follow you wherever you go. How often have we said that too to Christ? I will follow you wherever. And then Jesus, the way Jesus does, he points to a place, a place that threatens our security and our comfort, and he asks us, well, what about over there? And then our backpedaling begins. Did I say wherever? What I meant was really more of a poetic expression, you know? Like figuratively speaking, I will follow you wherever. As Pastor Eidelman explains, it's much easier to speak about Jesus when we are making a general statement without any specific commitments. But the most basic definition of following Jesus means making significant life changes. Following Jesus literally means to go where Jesus goes. And suddenly those poetic words have huge implications, don't they? Like the first man in the passage, it seems easy enough to say, I will follow you wherever. But what if we actually consider that response more specifically? I want you to ask yourself in this moment, maybe where is that one place that you find it most difficult to follow Jesus? Maybe it's at home. As Eidelman points out, we have a tendency to carry a cross and follow Jesus until we get to our own front door. Then we leave that cross on the front porch and we walk through the door and we take out our anger on those closest to us. 
We lose our patience. We put our own desires and needs and priorities ahead of someone else's. We give only what is left over to those we love. We leave our cross at the front door of our own homes. Or what about at work? Monday morning, we step out of the car and we say to Jesus, all right, now you wait here. I'll be back at five to get you. Or anywhere else out there, at school, at, store, at the store, at the doctor's office, maybe even at the BMV. Eidelman writes, in so many areas of our lives, we treat God like our personal consultant rather than the Lord of our lives. You see, a consultant is someone whose wisdom we value and we listen to, but at the end of the day, we still make the final decision. And friends, Jesus wants followers who will say yes before they even know the where. And most of the time, saying yes to God means saying no to my personal preferences, to my own security and my own comfort. So simply put, a follower of Jesus is someone who goes wherever Jesus goes. Then there's the next guy. Talk about a good excuse. Did you know there are actually websites out there that will create an excuse for you for just about anything? Why you can't go to school, why you can't go to work, even why you can't go to church. But I read them, so don't try them. <laughs> and there's one website that I really found amusing. It's called The Mother of All Excuses. I wanted to share with you just a few examples of excuses people have used to miss work. I'm sorry I won't be in today. My home flooded, and I'm currently standing on my dresser in my second-story bedroom. I'm sorry, but I can't make it in right now. I'm stuck in the blood pressure cuff at Walmart. My personal favorite, I can't come to work today. My wife said she's going into labor and I have to be there. So all things considered, I think this guy actually gives Jesus a pretty good excuse. Jesus had said to him, follow me. And the man, he seems willing. The first word out of his mouth is Lord. A title you give to one's master, he is acknowledging Jesus as his Lord and master. But then comes the second word. Second word he says is first. Lord, I will follow you, but first... He's saying to Jesus, I really want to follow you, but now just is not a good time. Why? He just wants to bury his father. It seems reasonable enough, but scholars have pointed out, as Wendy mentioned, it is likely that the man's father was still living. And in the words of Pastor Eidelman, other than a head cold or a bum knee, he was probably even in good health. So the real reason for his reluctance to follow 
is that he just didn't want to do it right now. And I think we can all relate to that. I think we often feel okay about our half-hearted relationships with Christ because we have every intention of following him fully someday, one day. I mean, we're not telling Jesus no, we're just telling him not right now. A couple of weeks ago, I was at the soccer fields talking to a couple of you, I won't mention names, but I was telling these two individuals about my plan at the beginning of the week. I was going to get up early in the morning before I got the kids up and ready for school to exercise. Both of you shared that you also had the same plan that week to get up early and exercise, but guess what all three of us soon confessed? Boy, is that snooze button a wonderful and terrible thing. None of us rolled out of bed early in the morning that week. We all decided, you know what, we'll just start tomorrow. But as Pastor Eidelman writes, the day is today. Don't tell yourself tomorrow I'm going to surrender my sin. Don't tell yourself tomorrow I'm going to start to be generous to those in need. Don't tell yourself tomorrow I'm going to follow Jesus. Because the word tomorrow is not in the Holy Spirit's vocabulary. When Jesus calls us to follow, he means today. He means right now. And now on to that third guy. Like the second guy, I hear his excuse, and it sounds perfectly reasonable. Let me say goodbye to my family. But as Bible commentators explain, he was asking for more than a quick hug. In that day, the cultural practice of saying goodbye to your family would be filled with farewell parties, and these parties could take weeks. And so Jesus said to him, anyone who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. You see, it wasn't that following Jesus was not important to the man. It's that following Jesus was not his first priority. And so, friends, I think we need to ask ourselves, what is that one thing we are holding back because so often we say to Jesus, I will follow you. Anything and everything is yours. But then Jesus points and he says, but what is that that you are holding behind your back? What about that? As Eidelman explains, the reason Jesus is so adamant about followers surrendering everything, surrendering everything, is because of this reality. The one thing we are most reluctant to give up, that is the one thing that has the most potential to become a substitute for Christ. And we have a word for that. It's called idolatry. Anything we put before Christ. 
when we are following Jesus, when we are to be following Jesus who is ahead of us, but we find ourselves looking behind us, what we are revealing is a substitute for Christ. Wherever, whenever, whatever, that is what Jesus asks from us. He asks us to follow him wherever, whenever, and whatever. Brothers and sisters, Christ is calling your name now, calling to you and asking, will you follow? Whenever, wherever, whatever, will you follow me? And every day, we have to respond to that call. So will you? Will you, today and every day, will you choose not just to be a fan of Jesus, but will you choose to be a fully committed follower of Jesus Christ? Will you choose to take up your cross and follow him? Let us pray. Yes, Lord. Yes. Today, we want to say yes to your love, to your grace, to your will, to the call that you have placed on our lives. We say yes to all that you will take from me, to all that you will give to me, to all that you will teach me and all that you will change in me, I say, yes, Lord, yes. I will take up my cross and I will follow you today and every day. In Christ's name we pray, amen.
Thank you, choir, and Kim and Scott. At this time, we pause in this moment to consider the call that Christ has placed on our lives to give all that we are in service to God's kingdom. So in a moment, as we prepare to receive our tithes and our offerings, may we know that Christ's call lives on through us. The work that Christ began is now our work. Will you please join me in standing and singing our doxology, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. into a time of prayer. May we know that God's Spirit is here in this time and in this place today. God's voice is speaking. God's hand is at work in our lives and in our world. God hears our prayers. Will you join me in an attitude of prayer? Holy triune God, we have come today to give thanks for your steadfast love. Your goodness and your grace have been revealed to us in Jesus Christ. Oh God, your breath gives us life. Your touch gives us healing. Your word gives us guidance and your love gives us hope. And so we come before you with thanksgiving and praise in our hearts and on our lips. And we pray that all we do, each and every day, all we do, may it bring honor and glory to your name. Merciful Lord, we know that you want the best for us. And yet we know that we have turned our eyes to the wrong things. We are tied to the ways of this broken world. We have held back our lives. We have not trusted in your way or your will. We have come as lukewarm, half-hearted followers of Jesus Christ. Forgive us, O oh God. Forgive us and redeem us. Lift our eyes to your kingdom. Pour out your love and grace over us. Heal and restore us, O oh Lord. And now, mighty God, as your children, forgiven and enfolded in the grace of Jesus Christ, may you hear our prayers. Lord, we offer a prayer of joy and thanksgiving today for the successful surgery of Sharon Morgan's brother. 
Lord, we thank you for the healing and the blessing that he has received, his ability now to walk freely. Lord, thank you that your spirit has been at work, and may it continue to bring healing and wholeness to his body. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We also lift up to you, O oh God, Luana Butcher, Dorothy Couch, Doris Engler, Linda Epley, Rob McCurdy, Nancy Fleming, Gary Clausen. Father, you know each of them as your very own. You know the needs and the desires of their hearts. May each of these, our brothers and sisters in Christ, know the strength and the warmth of your embrace, the comfort of your spirit, and the hope of your presence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And in this moment of silence, O oh God, we lift to you the unspoken prayers that lie on our hearts today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Spirit of the living God, we pray that you will strip away all of our excuses, our limitations, our sin, the things that hold us back from you. Revive us and refresh us. Mold courage and compassion into our hearts and call us now in this very moment, to take up our cross and follow you. Wherever, whenever, whatever, we give our lives to you. For your will is our will, on earth as it is in heaven. We pray these things today in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray together by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now we will sing together our closing hymn. This time we're going to do the real lyrics to the song. And it is my hope that we will hear them this time. And that we will choose each and every day to surrender all. All that we are, all that we have, may all mean all in our call to follow Christ. Will you rise as you are able as we sing together hymn number 354, I Surrender All.
to Jesus, I surrender. All that I am, O Lord, call me, mold me, use me. For you, O God, are our God, and we are your people, and we choose to follow you today and every day. Amen.